Stage two, 2023 Giro d'Italia. This is Tyler Yonke, the Between Two Wheels podcast, coming to you on a Sunday as we're getting the Giro kicking off here. Uh, yesterday I said it was over. Uh, Remco Kampita. I have a few little takes on that. There's some, there's some, some thoughts to come into it. Uh, today though, we had 202 kilometers, Teramo to San Salvo. A little bit of some pitchy, some climbs in the middle. Nothing that should it should be a sprinter stage, and we can walk through who those sprinters uh, possibly are. We did not do any predictions, um, but um, let's, let's get right to the tail of the. Why don't we say tail of the tape? That's that's gay. Okay, so this beautiful weather. Italy looks wonderful um, out there. A lot of paint going on. Alpecin looks jacked up and ready. So does Remco. Um, there's the stage. There's a little bit of a profile going over to the coast. You immediately get four guys, five guys, six guys up the road. Lapierre, uh, Bice, Candin, Champion, and Alvier. Uh, it kind of whittles its way down, though, to just being, what, three or four of them. Um, and you get a little bit of action going off here with some of these riders uh, competing for the KOMs. And we're going to talk about the KOMs because there's some problems yesterday with the timing. We had a whole conversation about how that last climb and Brandon McNulty got the KOM. Evidently, he didn't. That gets then to Tail Gegenhart. Timing was all off. And the people, the 12 seconds, by the way, I should have realized this when everyone's grouped pretty closely. And then Brandon for a 1.7K climb. And then Brandon has 12 seconds over everybody. Something was wrong. He even said at the finish, he's like, uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> you want, I mean, he had a decent time uh, overall, but um, maybe it was a little bit too good to be true. And it was. So tails in the jersey. But Brandon got to go up there on stage. Pictures taken. Uh, that's that's the Giro. It's crazy shit you have it at the Giro. Uh, so anyway, guys are going off. Uh, these young guys are, took off earlier. Uh, and... The whole day they were fighting out for bonus times they were fighting out for um koms uh you got gaviria and michael matthews bling going at some of these sprint points as well so it'll be an interesting part the the the, the group wraps them up you know what 10 or so k you get here about and uh, let me back it up just a tad so you're coming into the there we go coming into the finish here 3.7 k to go you can see the road is they go through some barriers here, 5.7, but they uh, the road is wide, wide open. And you have some of these sprint uh, teams going out here. And with those, you have possibly not the greatest. I mean, the, the Giro, the Vuelta, don't bring out your best sprint. sprint. I mean, it comes bring out some of the best sprinters, but it doesn't necessarily bring out the sprint teams and all that. The, the trains come in, keep everything rocking. So in the last few kilometers here, you got teams fighting for the front. You got the GC guys, Remco's teams up there fighting for the front. You've got Primos' team fighting for the front because that's we talked about that yesterday. That's what I like about a good, not in time trial, but a good mountain stage early on. It thins it out to the point where you're not going to have it. It makes it safer. Some of those guys are like, hey, I don't need to be up at the front. I'm out of this overall contention or at least the top one, two, three, perhaps. Maybe you lost, you know, two, three minutes in a first climb. Therefore, I'm not going to be fighting for the front. So that's one less team that's maybe on the front to do a bunch of pulling uh, to try to spread it out all the way across the road. So they're coming in here, the last inside that they hit the four kilometer barrier and, and the road shrinks down cr it, it, quite a bit. If you're able to look at this from I, I, on the, let's see if they don't have it here, but from that point to here, it's, and then you get a wreck over on. Uh, the right side of the road of the riders going. I don't know who caused it. Uh, Remco did say, we know who caused it, but he wouldn't <laughs> say much more than that. 
Anyway, blows those guys out. Uh, Teo Gagnonhart goes down. Remco stays upright and with his team. Primo stays upright with his team. So we have a little bit of, of an issue. Did they lose a bunch of time? Not 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 a bunch. Spoiler, Teo lost in, what, 19 seconds. But you lost some sprinters, too. Cavendish went down. So you didn't get to see him really come to the fore. Now, Cavendish is here. He doesn't want to kill himself. He probably wants to get a victory. He wants to get a little sharp. Uh, get some fitness because I think his main he may not even finish the Giro. His main goal is the tour to overcome Eddie Merck's overall wins for the tour. And that's his big goal. And I think he's going to be doing it. I don't know if he's going to make it, but that's his goal. He's going to make the tour. I don't know if he's going to make the wins or not. Um, will be interesting to see. Anyway, a little chaotic still coming down here to the finish. Um, Michael Matthews has one rider with him. Caden Groves is up there. You've got Milan, Jonathan Milan of Bahrain Merida, um, Gaviria, he's up there. And the guys come, it's at least not too chaotic as to the finish, but it's it's pretty wide open. Milan, big guy in the middle, really stakes it out, ends up getting the win here over everybody. He's really happy. Let's see if we can see from the overhead. Gaviria had a, a jump on him. Uh, I think Caden Groves did, and he, um, he being Jonathan Milan, ended up coming through uh, regardless. So he wins. Decker second. Caden Groves third. Arn Marat fourth. Marius Merhofer fifth. Pascal Ackerman sixth. Fernando Gaviria seventh. Nicolo Bonafizio eighth. Jake Stewart ninth. And Michael Matthews bling at tenth. Uh, we did lose a little bit of a. Here is Remco. A looking resplendent up there in his pink. He had pink shoes every, or trainers, as they like to call them out there. Uh, so he's holding little bear, uh, Remco, Filippo gone in second, uh, Almeida in third, Kung fourth, Roglic moves up to fifth, Garrett Thomas sixth, Vlasov seventh, Teo Gegenhart moves from fourth down to eighth. So all those guys above uh, jump a spot. McNulty ninth and Jay Vine at tenth. So it looks like Jay Vine. Did he lose? Uh, he and McNulty must have lost some time today as well, because um, <clears throat> excuse me, because they were, I think they were a little closer. At least Jay Vine was uh, from yesterday. So crazy stuff. Uh, either way, that's that's the recap of today. We've got some. We're going to play some interviews. We're going to play a few other things. So this is um, let's play these interviews. I think this is uh, pre-stage. So we'll go here. Share the screen. And hopefully everyone will be able to hear what we have going on. Let's go. Michael, a very good time trial yesterday. What does it mean today? Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised yesterday. Um, I didn't go into it with much high hopes, but uh, just thought I'd give it a go and see how see how the shape is. So, Michael Matthews. Um, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised, which is great. There are always sprinters in the Grand Tour, but maybe there is more space this year. Don't you think so? I think so. Uh, yeah, the real big, big sprinters are not not here this year. So hopefully, uh, it's more opportunity for the sort of yeah more punchy uh, sort of sprinters to uh, to to do their thing in this Euro. So um, yeah, hopefully, it's good for me. Matt, you wanted to do the time trial flat out to uh, score points. You did a good time trial, but very close to the points. What do you make of it? Matt Patterson. Uh, <laughs> Were you satisfied with your performance? Yeah, it was a good time trial, but uh, yeah, everyone in front of me yesterday went really, really fast. So I, I couldn't do more. So I'm, I'm happy with the result. Of course, it's a pity that I didn't get any points, but it was a good uh, opener for today. And a confidence booster for today? 
Yeah, I don't know if he, if it gives confidence to finish 12th on a time trial for a sprint, but uh, I believe I can uh, I can win the sprint today. Caden, on paper, Groves. you have the best train. Do you agree? Of course. Uh, we come here with the goal to win sprint stages, and uh, today's one of those days. And with the team around me, I'm uh, confident I can, can get the win. How are you guys organized for the last kilometers? Uh, I mean, well, I'm in good hands with uh, Alexander and uh, Ramon. They're both experienced guys, and although it's our first race together, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do. Do you like this kind of uh, one kilometer straight finish? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm pretty familiar with these type of finishes, uh, but they're also really hard to read whether you take it from the front or hope to get a good run from, uh, from behind. Uh, hey. It's going to be, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's always a tough one, to, tough one to read. All right, so yeah, good interviews there. Before the stage, so a few things to to take note there. Uh, Michael Matthews. By the way, if you take a look at his career, perhaps if he hadn't have had to come into two people, he would have been thought of uh, maybe a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's pretty good as it is. But um, Peter Sagan kept taking wins from him. He did get the green jersey over him finally. Uh, and last year's tour, Pugachar. I mean, how many wins would uh, uh, Matthews had, or at least close to it? I mean, he was very close uh, several times, but uh, Pogacar decided to <laughs> take him on. And by the way, I think it was stage nine or so when they uh, when Pogacar got into a lot of trouble. They're thinking maybe that was it when he kept trying to take those top little punches, um, doing roglitching himself into those kind of things. Uh, guys are going to have to now, um, you know, chip away, though, uh, as far as the overall goes. So let's take a look. Let's do some more of these. Um, cycling fans here this is a uh, post race this is milan and i think we're going to talk to remco so take it away okay why is it not uh, playing any volume this thing is screwing with me uh, okay well that's disappointing um let's try this uh we'll just redo it here and any there we go Jonathan, la tua prima vittoria al Giro d'Italia sembra un'emozione enorme. Sì, incredibile. So, but I think I, I keep not believing it. It's, it's something that uh, is incredible. I'm without words and uh, I'm, I'm really happy. I cannot believe it because it's my first Giro, second stage, and uh, yesterday, yeah, I did a nice time trial. I was quite happy also about my results. I was uh, yeah pushing good, but I could never imagine that today was coming a, a victory. In the end of the stage, the they keep they, they control me. They they bring me in a perfect position. They was always telling me, Johnny, quiet, quiet, don't go easy. And uh, yeah, I, I cannot believe it. I'm just happy. I wonder if he's happy. Thanks. Quiet stage for most of the race, but at the end, how were you organized uh, with your teammates to stay Remco. safe? Uh, yes, everything was uh, was pretty fine. I think um, we were we were in the front, so we were out of trouble. But of course. Uh, it was a pretty nasty crash, I think. We, I actually saw it happen, so um, 
we know who, who uh, we actually can blame for this crash, but in the end, yeah, that's racing, but it wasn't <laughs> a nice move, so uh, luckily we, we stay out of trouble and arrive safe. What about your first day in the Malia Rosa? We see that you even have uh, yeah. pink shoes now. Yeah, it's from our sponsor, Safety Jogger. They uh, prepared me a small present for uh, the podium of today. So, uh, yeah, very nice extra to wear on a podium. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I really feel that the Malia Rosa is something special here in Italy. And, uh, yeah, it really means a lot to me to, to wear it. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting uh, little take there that he says we know who caused it and he doesn't say and it's a little maybe it's a young guy's thing. I mean trying to blame, you know, who it is. I and let I mean, if you're an older rider and you've been in the tour and you know, done on been doing this for you know, Greg Van Avermaet, he's grad he's graduating, he's retiring. And if he comes out and says, Look, this guy caused a wreck, I've never personally done that my myself. So that's why I'm pointing out. I mean, then maybe you can do that. But Remco, come on. Yeah, don't, I don't know. No, I didn't. I was trying to look there. I couldn't see something so egregious that we needed to talk about it. I mean, shit happens. I, I think you maybe blame the road more than um, any of that else. Okay, let's talk. Let's go through here first for um, Brandon McNulty getting uh, some some of the some shit for well, not his fault, but how timing errors put Brandon McNulty falsely into KOM jersey, and and this is cycling news. And they did a breakdown of. All the timing, they, they went and watched him, rewatched, timed on the course, different things, and there was a whole bunch of things. And their, their conclusion here is his margin of 12 seconds uh, figure that seemed too good to be true. Yeah, I, when I saw that yesterday, I should have come to mind. I just was looking at kind of the, the order here and seeing how he had done. Uh, but it talks about, like, he was at this time and he was this. And, and then they said it looks like the ultimate timing of his actual race results were correct. But it's just he shouldn't be in uh, in the jersey, um, granted, and that's that's exactly what happened. So, Jonathan Milan wins a hectic finish. Does Cycling News have anything good to show here? If you pitch, oh, some good stuff. The guys in the break, um, Israel Startup Nation. Okay, Groupama. Oh, the, there you go. Uh, let's take a look here at the jersey of EF. So I'm, I think it's okay. I don't think it's the worst thing. Um, it's not great, but that's actually, it might grow on me a little bit. I think that looks better than when I saw it on the back and it's just too much yellow. Um, you know, they don't have pink and then the Giro's pink. So they, they don't like to necessarily have the confusion there. So they have a different Jersey for the race. Um, okay. Stop that one. Um, I thought we would then take a look at um, some of the riders. We'll, we'll take a look at uh, the overall race completion. The, the results, but then we can go also to uh, a few ideas of some of the, first of all, maybe we'll take a look at the, here's the uh, GC, but I want to look at preview. Look at the contenders, completing teams, no, the full statistics, there we go. So now we're going to sort by sprinter ranking, filter that, there we go. Okay, so Pe Mads Pedersen, I think he, and we can look at this, but I think he lost some time today. Gaviria, he was up there, like sixth or seventh. Max Cantor, um, he's, the, I mean, one of these guys is going to go, and I he might have been the one leading out uh, Gaviria, so just kind of skip him. Pascal Ackerman was up there. Um, I didn't see Consoni, uh, Mark Cavendish crashed, great Gaden. Caden Groves was up there. Jonathan Milan actually won. Denezi, I did not see him, so he maybe he crashed. Michael Matthews, obviously, up there. Magnus Court, maybe he crashed as well. Um, Jake Stewart did make it. Um, and then you kind of get into Anyway, those are the top 
sprinters that we have coming into this. Okay, um, let's go here to, to the results. And I want to take a look specifically because some ideas about the GC and who is going well and tail Gegenhart. Okay, so tail, he did a good time trial. And I think that's important. Um, you know, before we go anywhere else here, I think we need to also look at, uh, let's go back a few and look at, Look at the the race itself. I think because uh, I was looking it over a little bit. I think it's like seventy five kilometers of time trials this year. So you got twenty here. You got another thirty five k time trial here on stage nine, stage seventeen. You got no, that's not a time trial. Uh, where's all the time trials? Itt, and then you have another one here, another twenty kilometer. So twenty forty, yeah, seventy five. Uh, but I think this last one is going to be kind of a brute. Um, look at it's got the planche de Belfi time trial esque look to it 20 20k uh, it's a cat one finishing climb so they come in 10 kilometers pretty flat little rolling and then they last 10 kilometers uh, it's going to be 15 percent gradient so they're definitely not going to be using time trial bikes uh, so this really puts an emphasis on time trialing uh, especially this middle let's take a look at the the middle section one again the 35 kilometer that's a little bit longer um Stage nine, uh, dead flat though. So that will be an interesting one. You saw what Remco did yesterday. This could be devastating. Now, I talked about coming in hot, coming in, you know, how, how these different riders have been doing and what we're expecting to, to see here. Um, let's take a look. And I guess the only way to really do this is how many days of racing have you had? So Remco is coming in, I think, a lot more days of racing than... Um, then uh, Primos, let's take a look. See if they, they show how many days of racing he's done this year. Does it show in his list here? Um, it's a lot of days of racing. Uh, 24 days of racing already this year. It's not too bad. There's some decent amounts there. Um, how about Roglic? I think he's somewhere around the 14 days, 16 days. Uh, two of those are already in the in the Giro. So, Come a little bit, a little bit fresher, perhaps, um, than than some of the others. Uh, one thing I did want to take a look here is tail. So um, he's done. He, he won. He won the Giro. Okay, we do know that. So he has a where's that one? Top results: Giro d'Italia in the twenty uh, twenty twenty. Okay, two stage wins: two of the Alps, two of the Alps, two of the Alps, Vuelta, Giro. Um, has he done any other major? tours grand tours than just the says one tour three girls three vueltas so he's done those uh the question would i would kind of want to see is how well is he done in each of those okay here we go uh 62nd dnf 20th first 60th 19th so <laughs> you see a progression there the one that he did win the giro was a shortened giro so he was able to not have to go as deep is long, but he was working for himself and he, and he rode incredibly well. So for me, there's, there's just one guy there. That's an interesting part to see how it's going to be, but are any of these going to be able to chip away at, um, Remco? Okay. Because you've got Remco coming in here, which is, uh, he's ridiculous right now. And so to try to chip away at him, it will be an interesting little aspect to do, to, to, to take a look at and see if there's any, um, you know, any way that that's possible. Okay. So what do we have going on tomorrow? Take a look at stage three, a little preview. 
Here's the route. It's going to be some kicking up there. This is, and we'll talk about predictions then. So uh, what are you getting for tomorrow? This is possibly, it's not, it may be a breakaway, maybe, but the teams are still fresh enough. You've got a few of these, as Michael Matthews said, hey, we don't have big sprinters here. So it's it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for him. What's what's his? He wants to reduce the sprinters. Mags, Mads Pedersen got caught out today, so he wants to to have a chance as well. Mads could get over climbs. Uh, Michael Matthews could get over climbs even better than Mads, but pretty well as himself. So um, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see uh, movie star. You're going to see Trek, probably especially. Try to really deflate the the sprinters and and pop them out so that when it comes down here, because you can see the last, you know, what, 30, 40 kilometers are, are some pitchy, some up and down, and then you got two climbs in here. <clears throat> so with those in mind, uh, the best thing the track can do is get rid of, you know, the Ackerman, get rid of uh, Milan from today, get rid of uh, Cavendish, and then try to narrow down where Mads Pedersen is the maybe the best sprinter that you have coming to the finish with a group of 50 or so. Same thing with Michael Matthews. Michael Matthews is going to want to do that, but he might actually want to even push it to the point where you get rid of Mads Pedersen. So I, it might be the, the opportunity to do that here. Um, with that in mind, Gaviria sometimes is shown that he can get over climbs, so he might be a problem as well. Um, you could even see a Remco. You could have it come down where you've got rid of all the sprinters and you got a you know a group of 15 coming in because it's close enough to the finisher. I think you're going to see some action here. You might have a group of 15, 20 coming in. You might see a sprint of Remco and uh, Roglic even. That would be that would be some uh, interesting times. So who's going to win? I, I think it's going to come down to those teams don't want to uh, bury everyone yet. So I think it's going to come down to Michael Matthews and it's going to come down to Mads Pedersen. If Mads didn't get hurt too much today, <clears throat> he's the number one favorite. But if he was hurt just a little bit today, he may be off just a little bit tomorrow. Sometimes, you know, your body has some trouble. Uh, then you're going to see that it's going to be all about Michael Matthews. That's my prediction, at least. OK, so that's stage three. And then we got that's tomorrow, Tuesday. Got a big climb coming up here at the finish. There's several ones. That should be good. Uh, Wednesday, um, probably a sprinter stage or a breakaway. Thursday, probably the same, even though there's some climbing in it. Friday, uh, some climbs in there. And then Saturday, we got uh, the time trial. I think that's Saturday. Saturday or Sunday next week. <coughs>